Hello and welcome to another episode of Crash Chords Autographs. I, of course, am always Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon. I'm so stoked for this new episode. Um, I brought back one of my favorite humans, Insane Ian. Uh, it's been about three years since he was on the podcast, and I wanted to have him back on to talk about the new music he's working on, new videos he's put out, and more. Um, he's a delightful person to chat with about nerd culture. Also, of course, as always, I want to give a shout-out to Rob Robert, and MJ, who are my Patreon supporters, who are at the shout-out level, um, thank you so much for supporting this podcast. If you, too, want to get in on supporting the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash stormageddon. And you can start as low as a dollar, as high as 100 bucks, and more, all sorts of great tiered rewards. Please check that out and enjoy this week's episode with Insane Ian. And thank you for agreeing to come back on the show. I'm actually really excited. It's been over three years since you were last on the show, actually. Yeah. Which a lot has changed since then. A bit, yes. <laughs> in, in nerd culture, as much as other things, um, you recently were on Vince Vandal's record, which was pretty neat. Yep. Um, so I'd actually, to start, really love to know uh, how that happened. So you did this great song with uh, with Beefy, which I highly relate to as someone who has never <laughs> watched Game of Thrones and always gets shit for not watching Game of Thrones after not liking the first episode. You know, I don't yeah. get it. And so so tell me a little bit about how, uh, how I Don't Get It came to be. So uh, Vince and I have known each other for many years and had been wanting to work together on something. Uh, cause Vince lives in Baltimore and I used to live in Baltimore, uh, lived in Baltimore for 37 years. And, uh, I recently moved to Chicago two years ago, but, uh, you know, we'd been there for a while would run into each other at all these different nerdcore functions. Uh, and, uh, you know, we ran into each other at, at different events and kept saying, Hey, we should really work on a song together. And he kept pitching me different ideas for tunes for Friends and Fandoms Volume 2. And I was down for pretty much doing anything. And then finally he was noticing me on Facebook complaining about Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody loves Super Smash Brothers. It's true. Except me. I, I don't get it. I, I really don't. It's way too chaotic. It's not a fighting game in the sense that most fighting games are fighting games. It it doesn't behave like a fighting game. You have to get them up to a certain percent and then do a smash move to smash them off the screen. I get that. But it's also four players or sometimes eight players, and that makes my eyes bleed. <laughs> and so it got to a point, I'm like, oh, they're announcing Smash Ultimate. Uh, hooray for everyone else? Like, I'm not going to yuck anybody else's yum, but I... I very much was like, uh, cool, I'll be passing. And he went, okay, that's clearly, that's going to be the subject of the song we're going to do now. So he, he pitched that idea to me, and I, I, of course, again said, yes, I'm down for that. I'm totally on board. And, uh, and started writing, and then uh, he informed me as, as, I'm, as we're working on it, he's like, oh, yeah, and I think Beefy's going to be on this too, so it's going to be a, a dual thing, and I'm... Me and Beefy have been wanting to work on a song together for a while. I had another project that I was trying to bring him into, and that thing kept getting delayed, and it's still delayed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so luckily, you know, things worked out, and I, I think uh, Beefy and I worked really well together, and and of course, worked really well with Vince. So, yeah, I really dig the song. Um, did you hear? So, obviously, you heard the the music that Vince put together before you started writing, I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you hear any of Beefy's verses before you started working on yours? So, I, I had a couple... I had my verse... Because uh, we were we were kind of writing it in conjunction. Mm -hmm. So, I, I was starting to write mine, and then Beefy sent in his verse. And I heard it and went, this is great. Uh, this is... Uh, you're taking it to a more... Uh, a more serious 
uh, tone that I'm taking with mine, because all of my stuff is really superfluous. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very trivial things to not understand. And, you know, he's talking about, like, you know, Hollywood not, you know, casting and, and whitewashing and, and you know, uh, Trump supporters and all that. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm uh, superfluous stuff and your actual things. Um, let's... Is it cool if we put my verse first so that we can lead into the good shit? <laughs> really because funny. because I I uh, I'm the jokey guy. Hey, and uh, clearly that's not what was happening with that. But I you know I think that the two styles meshed uh, pretty well for that song. So yeah, no, I I think that it it really is a lot of fun, and I think that's what I've come to love about a lot of your music over the years is that you don't really take yourself that seriously. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, as a guy who's one of the loudest members of the Fump, I imagine that <laughs> kind of comes with the territory. But, like, even you, though... Being named Insane Ian, if I'm quiet, it's awkward. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> um, well, and also, like, you know, over the last few years, also you've started doing your taste tests and your first Ian impressions, which is a pun that I will always be jealous of because it's just... <laughs> Perfect. Um, uh, I was I was talking about name puns uh, with with Schaefer not long ago because uh, my friend TV's Kyle, who I'm in a band uh, called Scooter Picnic with, mm -hmm. insists on throwing my name into things to make it more unique. <laughs> so when he sends me the music for a song, it's an e instrumental. <laughs> Excellent. I I put out I put out a collection of EPs. It's called an e anthology. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so impressions was a thing. So yeah, let's. I'm not really that egotistical, but the character of Insane Ian is kind of self-deprecating and yet somehow also a narcissist. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> combination. I think it's quite uh, hilarious. AKA, <clears throat> AKA a theater major. Yeah, right. So, exactly. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. So the, the Ian gets shoved into things. Which is, that's a weird thing for Ian to say. Right. <clears throat> anyway. But um, I've also noticed that over the last few years, especially too, you know, you're just, you're you're pumping out as much work as you can possibly manage to pump out in a short amount of time. And as someone who currently has four podcasts and still somehow finds time to guest on other people's shows, I can understand that that's probably very time consuming. Um, uh, very much so, yeah. And only four? You only have four podcasts? I must have miscounted. Yeah. Because at last count... I thought it was 47. Right. So. Yeah. Well, and the, the funny thing is about being an artist now versus being an artist probably when we were younger is that, like, the accessibility is so high now that you can kind of, like, I imagine there wasn't a lot of thought to runway to release for Benedict Cumberbatch, just based on the lyrics, based on, like, the, the video and, like, how, how it's all a, a goof on the name. Like, yeah. you can have an idea and then 30 minutes later have a, a rough recording of a song and then like a day later have the studio version which is not yeah. something that artists could have done even five or ten years ago that's very true and uh ironically that song actually ended up taking a lot longer than it should have <laughs> because i got the idea for it in february of 2015 mm -hmm. and it uh we we worked on it and got everything together and finished the song, and I was like, "We got I've got to get puns. I, I wanted to use Benedict Cumberbatch name puns that had not been used. Right. So because I was, of course, I, like, you don't I want to step on the internet and what they've already perfected. You want to create exactly, your own. exactly. I didn't want to take jokes that had already been done in numerous things, and at that point, there had already been a ton, and there was already a Benedict Cumberbatch name generator on Tumblr or something like that. Oh wow! So I, I need. <clears throat> Excuse me. <coughs> Pardon me. I've been having a cough lately. No worries. <clears throat> um, so I'd been trying to find things that, that hadn't been used. So I, it took me a little bit longer to, to seek out some unique things that I came up with for it. And then to double check to make sure that they hadn't been used. And then so we got the song out in, I think, June. And uh, I put out the Greatest Hits album in July, which is the, the album that Benedict Cumberbatch ended up being on. And then ironically, it ended up being my number one greatest hit because it ended up being the number one song for 2015 on the dr demento show for the year oh wow that's that's awesome 
Um, yeah, I kind of included it on that album as like, well, I need I need a new song to put on this because everything else is like you know quote unquote hits that I've had. Sure. And so that one just became the the new song because it was the new song I had that year, and it actually ended up topping everything else that had been on that album. So it worked out. It was it was it was kismet or whatever so <laughs> well yeah well also like i don't mind noticing that on your review page of your website your number one quote is from dr demento which as someone who grew yeah. up listening to his show and like of course being a long-term weird al fan which you know like to to know someone who has been dubbed a comedy rock god by dr demento is pretty high praise it's uh that is still one of my favorite quotes ever said about me uh, I, he said that on the countdown show one year and said, he, you know, in, in, he's introducing the song and he goes, insane Ian is a comedy rock God from Baltimore, Maryland. And I about crap my pants. Right. So, <laughs> so not only is this a quote from him, it's on his, it was recorded on his show. So you can go back and listen to him say that over and over again. Like I have clearly. Right. Of course. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> And I, I actually have that clip uh, play as my intro in, in shows when I do live now. So <laughs> That's awesome. That's very cool. Let's talk a little bit about your newest song that you briefly mentioned with your band, uh, Scooter Picnic. Um, th- this groove is too dope for us. First of all, as a fellow self-deprecating artist who continues to try and grow his brand and do new stuff and immediately thinks most of it is crap, as one tends to do. I think this song (laughs) in concept is just very funny, this idea that two artists who have a song and they've already conceded that they have no business working on that song, being on that song. <laughs> like, So how, first of all, tell me a little bit about, because I mean, you uh, you and Scooter Pie have been working for a while. Um, but t- Scooter Picnic. Uh, Scooter Picnic, rather. Uh, you, you've been working together for a while. I've seen you do other videos together. Um, tell me kind of how this song came to be and like how the collaboration came to be. So Scooter Picnic is me and TV's Kyle, TV's Kyle who yes. is another another comedy musician who is also the creator of Mighty Magiswords on Cartoon Network mm-hmm. and the voice for probably half the cast of that show. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Kyle and I met in comedy music. Uh, he was doing stuff on the Fump and I was doing stuff trying to get on the Fump. And we kind of had this mutual admiration society for each other's songs, and he offered to do the cover to my first album, did the cover art for Nerd Songs. And then we kind of grew a friendship from there, and uh, we collaborated on a song on my second album. And then after a while, we were like, we've done so many collaborations, we should just put out an album as a band. And so we we did one song for Christmas, and then the following year we decided to do FOM, February Album Writing Month. Mm -hmm. And on FOM, the the thing about February Album Writing Month is you do 14 songs in 28 days. Yikes. And (laughs) they don't have to be fully produced songs, but because because Kyle is, you know, insane, they're fully produced songs. (laughs) (laughs) And this was a leap year. So it was uh, 14 and a half songs in 29 days. So we ended up doing the entire album, our first album, which is called Headliners. And then after uh, we did FOM, we took the, the Christmas song we did the year before called I Can't Rap. And then we did like one or two other songs that we had done solo, put them all onto this album, added some sketches that I wrote uh, in an improv troupe, I was in in Baltimore, like maybe ten years prior to that, <laughs> and made this full album. And we kind of work back and forth together occasionally ever since. You know, we got scooter picnic stuff, but then we also have cameos on each other's albums all the time. So yeah, and I, like I mean, I love the dynamic you both have. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Ian, insane Ian taste test actually is when TV's Kyle was a guest on it. I guess you were doing it at one of the conventions you were at. Yeah, yeah, we did that at MarsCon uh, this year, uh, back in March, and uh, so like you know we were both at the con, and he and I went over to the Mall of America and bought these bizarre sodas, and he's like, uh, "Are you going to do a video with those?" And I'm like, "I'm thinking about it," and he's like, "Can I be a part of it?" And I'm like, "Of course." 
Well, the funny thing about that, I think what I love about Insane Ian Taste Tests to begin with as a series, but then, of course, like that one specifically, is that, that idea that very natural reaction when you taste something disgusting or something delicious <laughs> and you go, God, this is the worst. Man, you got to try this. Like, which that, is that's like, my favorite Tom Hanks sketch yeah. on SNL is, oh, this is awful. Try this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, you should try this. Oh, <laughs> you you keep bringing up Insane Ian Taste Test, and I should clarify something. I haven't done an Insane Ian Taste Test video for a while, because shortly after the videos I shot in, at MarsCon in March, which are the last two videos that are up, mm-hmm. uh, I got a kidney stone. Oh, yeah. And because I am, it was a huge kidney stone, I couldn't pass it. I needed to have surgery to remove it. And because I am currently working as a temp, I don't have health insurance, and it took three months for my name to come up on the list to have the surgery. So I hadn't done an Insanian taste test video for a while, because I was in a lot of pain. Uh, So I finally got the kidney stone out in June, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, realized that, you know, the two things that are causing kidney stones are sugary sodas and chocolate. And two of the things I eat the most of on Insanian's taste tests are sugary sodas and chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's so just kind of, a theme there. Yeah, might be, might be. So I kind of put the kibosh on that for a little bit. Uh, I, I had said in the last video I was going to explain why there was a delay, and I never have. <laughs> I haven't gotten around to it because I've been working on various other video projects. Yes. Uh, so. Well, that, that that's also been what's really cool about since since we first finger quotes met because we've never actually I think been in meat space together. It's been an internet not, not, friendship. Not in, not not in person, no. But yeah. But um, but in that time, like I've watched you go from just doing a lot of audio stuff and some videos here and there to really leaning into doing videos like First Impressions, which is focused on gaming. Um, and what I love about that is a lot of the games you're doing are games that. Uh, are games I'm interested in, to say the least. Um, oh, like, yeah. Like, I mean, for one, like, it's clear if anyone looks at either of our Facebook pages that both of us are quite pleased with the new Spider-Man game and our <laughs> Spider-Man fans. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the DLC. Uh, at the time of this being recorded, it comes out tomorrow, yes. which also, October 23rd, is Weird Al's 59th birthday. Wow, he's 59? Yes, indeed. Jeez, wow. I mean, that A makes me feel old. I'm sure it makes him feel old. But he also looks damn good for 59. Yeah, that vegan lifestyle does him good. Yeah, Uh, clearly. If you saw saw him get his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, he's Mm -hmm. still doing... He's not putting his leg behind his head anymore, but he's still doing the wacky poses. And you're like, man, limber 59-year-old. So It's like he's made of rubber, pretty much. You think? Yeah, yeah. Um, But sort of noodly thing. So you've been doing first the impressions for it looks like somewhere around it started this year, right? First the impressions. Yeah, yeah. I, I had kind of t- play tested it a little bit last year, and then like <laughs> the original name for it was Insane Ian talks and plays games because uh, I was like I cannot think of anything creative, so I'll just blanket statement what it is. Right. And then and then I and then I kind of got the idea to let me put a spin on it. Let me play because I have a insane backlog of games on playstation 4 because uh flash sales are my kryptonite that's pretty much me and steam on the pc like i just buy games and then never play them because it's a dollar how can i not buy it it's a dollar exactly and i have over 300 games on my ps4 jesus um, I have to have two different hard drives. I put a two terabyte <laughs> hard drive in my system, filled that up, got a two terabyte external hard drive uh, to go with it for Christmas, filled that up two months ago. Holy moly. So I bought a four terabyte hard drive, changed everything over to that, and uh, have some space on that, although Red Dead Redemption 2 comes out this week, and that's got a 105 gig install, so... Yeah, like, I'm at a point now with consoles where it's like, what's the point of having discs anymore? It's kind of why I like the Nintendo Switch, because at least I can put in a fairly large uh, memory card with little 
issue and then can just download stuff directly. But like the PlayStation forces you to download everything. And so like for the most part, I don't even buy the discs anymore. It's like, what's the point? You do save a little space with having the discs. Oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, it's not it's not as much of an install with the disc versus straight downloading the whole thing. Gotcha. But it's honestly negligible. So right, of course. But yeah, so I I I kind of started it last year and kind of got into it this year as I've got so much of a backlog. Let me just play these games that I've never played before and give my as I'm playing it impression of the game. And it's been it's it's a fun it's a fun experience. Like also looking at the runtimes of them as I am now. Most of them are between twenty and thirty minutes, except for Spider Man, which is well over an hour. Um, <laughs> clearly, you were enjoying yourself. But um, I what I like yes. about about the series too is like when you play games that I it, like. It's fun. I watch a lot of YouTubers and do a, do a lot of let's play watching anyway. But when a friend sure. of mine is doing one, or someone whose personality I know really well, like when I found out you were going to play I Am Bread and Surgeon Simulator, I was like, oh, this will be fun because I am already aware of how enraging those games are because I've watched Markiplier play them and Pro Jared and whoever else. And so, like, you know, it, I, I kind of... And, oh, so that's actually what I wanted to ask. How do you choose the games that you're going to play? Um, usually it's, oh, this is a thing that I have in my backlog that I haven't played yet. That sounds good. <laughs> um, for the most part, it's all—it's a lot of indie titles. Right. The indie titles are the ones that I'll end up playing between 15 minutes to 30 minutes. If it's a AAA title, that's the one I'll play for an hour because I know people are looking for AAA title playthroughs online. Right. The indie stuff is not going to get as many clicks because everybody's playing the indie stuff and also not a lot of people know what the indie stuff is. Right. But I want to showcase that because a lot of these indie games are freaking fantastic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, here's a game I heard about that was awesome that I've always wanted to play. Let's freaking play it now. And a lot of it is also kind of admittedly tied to another video series that I'm planning on, that I've been planning on starting for a while. Uh, like, I played uh, Blue Estate and Rogue Trooper, and both of those games are based on comic books. And I'm very big into comic book adaptations of things, either be in film or video game. You don't so say. Kind of, I'm surprised. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, no, I Maybe. No oh, looking at my body of work, I'm confused. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, you know, clearly. So I, I you know, wanted to play those because I, I had appreciation for the, the high-end type of stuff, so... But usually it's always, it's often, what's on sale? <laughs> I Am Bread was on sale. I mean, they, they, I Am Bread and Surgeon Simulator came in a bundle, and the bundle was like four bucks. So I'm like, I've always wanted these. Um, it's from Bosses Studios. Uh, Super Powerless now works at Bosses Studios. Uh, so I, you know, is an artist I've, I've worked with. And so I check out the stuff from his studio and, and you know, play the games so that's really cool yeah i <laughs> i think that i think there's something like i and there's a lot of hate online for let's play watchers but i think for me as someone who's been playing video games his whole life and can't spend thousands and thousands of dollars on games a month and can't even begin to keep up with the games coming out as well as my own backlog. It's fun to turn on either someone I know or someone I know just through enjoying their previous stuff. Um, take on a game and share their impressions of it just because I'll be more likely to trust whether I want to get it, don't want to get it based on how much I align with that person's taste and other things. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I completely 100% agree with that. That's why I like I get ex I, I don't watch a lot of Let's Players, but I, I pretty much exclusively watch Game Grumps. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> a few people and, know that show and like it. Yeah, just a few, like maybe four million. <laughs> um, and uh, but I, I pretty much exclusively watch that as far as Let's Plays go. And I always get really excited when they play a newer game because I'm like, oh, uh, the, either it's a something that I've played already and really enjoyed and I'm anxious to see their impression of it, or B, uh, I can't wait to see how Aaron pays no attention to the directions and just does whatever. And that happens a lot. <laughs> 
people on that show, it's infuriating and yet at the same time, wonderful. Yeah, of course, totally. <laughs> yeah, I found that um, I spend a lot more time watching YouTube content versus television content. I think also part of it is, like, I don't know about you, but as a comic book fan, I am oversaturated and overwhelmed by everything that's coming out. Um, I mean, I'm so behind on the Marvel Netflix TV shows at this point. Oh, me too. And it's like, yeah. and like when they said they can't sell the Iron Fist and Luke Cage, like, yeah, it's a bummer. I like um, uh, Michael Coulter and I loved Luke Cage, but uh, the same, it's like one less thing I have to worry about trying to catch up on or binging over right, the weekend. Yeah. I, I still haven't seen season two of either of those. I haven't finished I've only three issues, three ep- three issues, three episodes <laughs> into Punisher. Haven't yeah. seen Luke Cage season two, Jessica Jones season two, Iron Fist season two, and Daredevil season three just came out. And I'm like, I want to see that, but I have to see all those others first. Yeah, I think it's part of the shared universe thing too. Like, I missed my first Marvel movie for the first time, I think, since Iron Man 1, which was Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's not because I didn't want to see it. It was, you know, quite the opposite. I really wanted to see it. But there were like 18 other movies that came out that month. And it was like, I can't go to the movies every day or every weekend. And so I decided to pass on it. And it's gotten great reviews. And so eventually I'll get it on Blu-ray or whatever and watch it. And I'm sure Just came out on Blu-ray this week. Yeah. And so I'm sure I'll love it. Or last week. It's just one of those things, but eventually, like, certain things are going to have to bite the dust, or you're just not going to have time for anything. Oh, understandably so, yeah. that's And that's uh, admittedly why I haven't uh, done Insane Ian's, or uh, first impressions with Insane Ian lately, because I've, I've kind of missed a couple weeks on that lately, because I've been out of town, or... Uh, seeing a movie or something like that and and other things have kind of crept in and i think i think depending on how long it takes to install i might do it again this week with uh red dead redemption 2 uh if it takes too long to install it may just be the dlc for spider-man but (laughs) (laughs) which is totally fair um totally fair um so as you continue to keep writing music and and playing games online and doing all this stuff. Is there any part of nerd media that you haven't covered yet that you're really excited to take on coming up soon? There's a, there's actually a a kind of, yeah, because I'm working on two albums right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm finishing up the reviewsicles album and uh, for, if you don't know what reviewsicles is in 2013, I did a Kickstarter because I had an idea. I used to write video game reviews for various publications. Mm-hmm. I started writing, my my first writing gig was actually on Kevin Smith's website, moviepoopshoot.com. Mm, yes. Um, right after Jay and Silent Bob came out, uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back came out, they turned the website from the movie into a real website. And I was its sole video game reviewer. And this was also my first gig writing. And I was there for, at the site for several years, and then I moved to Comic Mix, and then after that I moved to Destructoid, and was a video game reviewer for Destructoid for a couple of years. And I, they, you know, I, I, I left Destructoid and had taken a break for a while because I was kind of burnt out on it. And then I was like, I kind of want to review games again, because, let's be honest, I missed getting games for free. Uh, <laughs> And uh, But I also said, let me make it like what I do. I already make comedy songs, so let me review games with comedy songs. So I was, you know, trying to think of what I was going to call it. And once again, TV's Kyle came in with, like, Reviewsical. And I'm like, that's the perfect name. And I did a Kickstarter for it. And the Kickstarter was to get a camera, because my camera equipment had broken, uh, to get a green screen a video capture card, and a laptop. And that was going to put out an album of reviewsicles, and higher tiers could pick games for me to review. And so that Kickstarter was very successful, got funded, got all the equipment. The capture card I got was for uh, my Xbox 360 at the time, and then shortly after that, I got the PS4. So the capture card didn't quite work for what I was using, but I still used it on certain things. Now, as I'm making these reviewsicles, I'm also working on my last album, which was Internet Famous. Right. 
Internet Famous ended up taking precedence, and that came out in 2014. And then right after Internet Famous, I got a kidney stone then. I, I Basically, every four years, I've had a kidney stone, which is super great. Oh, that's um, terrible. Yeah. So right in 2014, I had kidney stones. Uh, I got I, I lost a job. I lost another job. Uh, so between 2014 and now, this is what's all happened. So by around Internet Famous, kidney stones, lost two jobs, moved, uh, got divorced, moved again, uh, lost another job, got another kidney stone, and now we're in 2018. So, <laughs> so Reviewsicles got a little delayed, maybe. Yeah. So I'm like... All right, it's tw- it's four years after I did this damn Kickstarter, and the people who backed it have been insanely patient, wonderfully patient, uh, uh, and and uh, understanding on my situations as they were. Basically, it was it was a lot of string of bad luck that hit me, and uh, you know, so I'm like, eh, let me, I'm gonna, I want to finish this by 2018. I'm gonna finish it if it's done by December 31st. At 11.59, it's going to be done or it's going to kill me. <laughs> so I I'm, I'm mostly finished the thing. I have maybe three slash four songs left on it to do. Uh, and I have the music for all of them but one. And, you know, just trying to get that done and, and finished and, and out there. And then when that's done, I'm working on another, like, the next Insane Ian album. Which is, you know, full of the pop culture things. Like I'm doing, I, I'm I'm a big fan of other nerd music and other pop culture things. Mm-hmm. And as a Game Grumps fan, I'm a fan of Ninja Sex Party, of course, which is Danny's band. And uh, you know, because it's comedy music, I love comedy music. I'm not just a comedy music maker; I'm a comedy music fan. So I'm doing a style parody of Ninja Sex Party on the new album. I'm doing a style parody of Starbomb which is basically the Game Grumps band. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing songs about uh, Mighty Magiswords because, you know, all my friends work on that show. So. <laughs> sure. You know, you want to so. stick with what you know and what your friends exactly. are more likely to share. And, and, and not just that. I'm a, I'm a genuine fan of that show. Sure, I think yeah. it's hilarious. And I also think the way Cartoon Network treated that show is downright bullshit because yeah. they never aired it. They, they played it at uh, awkward times, pulled it off the schedule, didn't say when it was coming back, and then it brought it back at 6 o'clock in the morning when nobody was watching it. <laughs> and, yeah, I can't imagine why. Yeah, so it was, it was kind of garbage what they, how they treated it. It's, it's been canceled, but we're still waiting for the remainder of Season 2 to air. So... But I want to do a song about that. There's all sorts of other pop culture things that are that are coming around. You know, I've I've done the MCU songs. I did an EP about that not long ago, and so it's it's definitely there's there's things in the current zeitgeist that I'm like, yeah, I want to do a song about that. Well, also like what's interesting to me is I forget that like Internet Famous was your first, your last like really full length record. Besides, yeah, I guess the besides- in the interim, but yeah, that was yeah. my last full-length album and like but i forget that because you've consistently released so much music since then that like (laughs) like because because thinking about it like when we first started chatting was around the time where that came out because when the first interview we talked about it quite a bit and then you were gracious enough to send me a copy of that and your greatest hits and i'm like oh this is great you know i and and then i looked at your site you had all this other music and i'm like wait how many albums does this guy have and like going through (laughs) everything and then like meet the avengers came out under the influence and like all of these different things like, as someone who has never really got a grip on his own schedule, I imagine that it must get a little overwhelming to write all of this music. Have you ever burned out on writing music at any point? So so here's a funny thing. You say that I've had this insane amount of output, and up to a certain point, I did. But to be perfectly honest, in the past two years, I have not put out that much material. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do. And I say the used to do because this was up until 2016. I used to do a new song every single month because the Fump, you know, you post two songs a week on the Fump, and as a core member, 
we can put out a song at least once a month on there. So I was like, that's the schedule I'm going to stick to. I'm going to do a song a month. In late 2015, 2016, my marriage started falling apart. So my output reduced. In September of of 2016, I moved to Chicago because my marriage had ended. And I thought, let me do a fresh start. Let me go to Chicago because we hold Fump Fest in Chicago. So we need somebody who lives there to be the central point for it. I host it every year. So I thought, let me move there. Um, And also, Chicago's a great comedy city. So I thought, let me move there and try to, you know, as a fresh start for my life, let me try to, to jump into the comedy scene here. And so, but because all of that happened in my life, my output had slowed very, very much. And I'd done maybe three or four songs uh, between 2016 and now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just now starting to get the output going up again because I'll do Fump Fest and I'll get like energized to write songs. And I'll do MarsCon, and I'll get energized to write songs. And I did MarsCon this year, and I was like, oh, good. I'm in a good headspace now. I want to write. But that was March, and right at the end of March is when I got the kidney stone. So that's when, like, everything, like, I feel the energy to write, and then it grinds to a halt. So from June on, I've been, like, writing (laughs) to try to get more things to come out again. So... I guess for me, it's just pick that up. (laughs) Yeah, I guess for me, I just there's been this consistency of you always talking about your music and posting about your music and engaging in conversations about music. And so I guess in my head, I kind of assume that you're just consistently putting out stuff and looking at your Bandcamp page like you have a lot on there since your last record. And so in my brain, that translates to, oh, he's been busy. Um, Yeah. So like I try to have a new release every time I do MarsCon, because MarsCon is a big comedy music conglomerate, basically. Uh, Usually about 10, 15 acts together at a science fiction convention in St. Paul, Minneapolis. And uh, so I I did meet the Avengers there the last year. I didn't have anything this year, and I didn't have anything at FumpFest this year. Uh, Again, because of the time slowage. So... I did the EP, but I also did three songs, uh, which were Summertime Jam, Doctor Who, and Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. And because like, I still wanted to consistently make music, but you know, <laughs> time being what it was, I was trying to get in the right headspace to do it. And all of those came out before March. So that's why there was such a little output, but I was still pushing those songs as hard as I possibly could because I'm like, I'm trying to get back into the game. Because for a while, I, let me be perfectly honest with you, I felt like I peaked with Benedict Cumberbatch. Really? I felt, I felt like, I, I, you know, there's always this stigma of somebody puts out a Greatest Hits album, that's kind of like them saying that's the end of their thing. And for comedy musicians, especially people like me and like Luke Ski and Devo Spice, who've been at it for so many years, doing a greatest hits is basically a more needs of a necessity because we have so many albums, people come up to our merch table and don't know where to start. Right. So it's like the beginner's guide to Insane Ian is basically what my greatest hits album is. But I also felt like after I did that, the self-imposed brain of a stigma of that may have hit me and i I had kind of slowed after that and honestly uh i didn't it's always the songs that you think are going to do well that don't Mm -hmm. and the songs that you thought didn't turn out great do well i was super super happy and super excited about the song and video for summertime jam i was really happy with that because this was the first song that i did the music to myself right Usually I have my friend Ben or Bone Cage or somebody do the music for me. And this one, I, I used loops, but I made the song myself. And I was really proud of it. And it did nothing. And then a couple months later, I wrote Hufflepuffs. Which I thought, it, it took me a, a kind, it kind of took me a while to write. Because I wasn't in the right headspace for it. And it was, it was complicated to get the rhyme scheme. Because it was uh, an old school West Coast hip-hop song it's a parody of afro puffs by the lady of rage and 
uh, you know, which was early nineties hip hop hit. And it took me a while to get there. And I did the song and I was like, ah, I don't feel great about this song. And then it ended up being the number 14 song for the year on Dr. Demento. Wow. So it's like, it's never the ones you expect. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I drop things that I think are hilarious. Hilarious one-liners on my Twitter all the time. And it's crickets. And then I share this one thing that I don't even think about. And like, I get 30 retweets and I'm like, really guys, come on, help me out here. <laughs> Um, I also actually been wanting to talk to you about it because I don't read it consistently. I mostly have read it when you've posted it, but I really like Wonder Weenies, and I'm curious how you got involved with that since you've made quite a few appearances on it. Yeah, so the the writer of Wonder Weenies is Corey Kramer, mm-hmm. who uh, introduced uh, himself as a fan uh, and did a fan drawing of me before I was familiar with his comic. And then I found out he did this web comic, and he has done a, a couple pieces of art for me. He did the cover for the single for Doctor Who. He did the cover for my Ghostbusters EP, Bustin' Makes Me Feel Good. Mm-hmm. And he did this random piece of art based on something I said once, which is probably going to be end up being the cover to my next album. Nice. <laughs> and uh, so we met at a con, and uh, then he hit me with, hey, uh... I want to have you as the guest character in my Wonder Weenies webcomic. And I'm like, I am incredibly honored by this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, he's a big comedy music fan, and he's introduced me into the comic. I'm, I'm in the current story arc. Yeah, and what's uh, really and- funny to me about it is it reminds me of, like, early... Um, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh Shoot, CBS comedy show, Will Wheaton was a running gag on it. Um, <laughs> Big Bang Theory? <laughs> Big Bang Theory, yes. You're, you're coming into the comic more or less as yourself. Reminds me of like when Will Wheaton would come in and challenge Sheldon, because like it's this idea of like, because it's, it's pretty much you more or less, but in this fictionalized he, universe. He's really got my voice really well. Yeah. Uh, what, what's really, really, really cool about it is he'll send me the comic maybe the day before it, it airs, it airs before it posts and like is this cool and for the most part usually i'm like that's incredibly like me there's maybe been one or two times where i'm like i wouldn't say that can i can we change this line real quick here but for the most part he gets my voice down uh the self-deprecating humor the running gag of shut up ian it's all there and it's all magnificent and that might be another song that I'm doing on the next album, which is a song about his comic. Nice. Because Wonder Weemies is a superhero comic, basically. Yeah. It's a, it's a comic strip, uh, and each episode is, is you know, it's, it's episodic. But it's about, basically, people who worked at a hot dog stand who got imbued with superpowers, and the new employee, Frank, got turned into a Frankfurter. So, it's, it's a definitely unique comic book comic book i picked up the the actual physical comic books he's had of it to for research and i'm i'm planning on doing a theme song for it that's very cool yeah and it's like i i i am someone who has been lucky enough to appear in some friends comics once or twice and like i'm always honored when someone draws my likeness i don't know what it is about it but there's just something about being created in someone's style that's really flattering yeah, I I've always been told that I'm basically a walking cartoon character. I so can that, see it. So that really kind of like apparently lends itself very well to being drawn. And I, I, many of my friends are artists, and and a lot of fans of mine are artists and have done artwork of me. And I'm always insanely happy and and honored to have that characterization of me done. Uh, at Funk Fest a couple years ago. Uh, Lar D'Souza, who is the artist on Waiting for Group, and I can't remember the name of his other webcomic. It's my brain is not working right now, but he does two webcomics, and he's a big fan of, of comedy music, came to Fumpfest and did this lovely caricature of me, and then has randomly given me other artwork. Just, here's a drawing of Ian. Oh, that's awesome. My current avatar on, uh, my current profile picture on Twitter which is me as a Funko Pop, Lardrew. Oh, very cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's it's really awesome to like, you know, it's nice that I have fans, number one, and it's nice that I have fans who want to do drawings of me. So it's really kind of cool. Um, 
before we wrap up, I wanted to ask kind of like now that, you know, we've kind of gotten the uh, the update on what Ian's been up to. Where is he now? Um, I'm curious <laughs> what you want to do next, because, uh, you know, as a, as a genuine fan of your work, watching your trajectory and you trying new things, seeing what works, see what doesn't work, you know, whether it's video or audio or whatever. I'm kind of curious if you've got like things that you're working on besides necessarily the album that you're you're excited to be like the next step for insane ian oh but definitely i uh you, I, first i'm honored just to, to hear that you're you're a fan because uh, <laughs> i'm honored to hear honestly anybody's a fan and uh you know i hold you in such high regard so that i, I appreciate Stop that it. uh it's a lot of navel gazing happening right now yeah a little bit but, uh, <laughs> But as far as, as things that I'm, I'm excited to be working on and what's next for me, um, I currently have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash insaneian, and I try to do a video a month for Patreon. Um, basically, the money that I get from Patreon goes toward me producing and editing a, either a music video, it was, do, it was helping out with the taste test videos for a while, and so that's kind of where the focus is being because i'm trying to do a video a month but i'm also haven't announced it on the site near there yet but i want to bump it up to three videos a month Ooh. three different videos a month there's still going to be the one music video i'm starting a thing called insane ian's top 12 because listicles are a thing. Yeah, and particularly <laughs> popular, actually, surprisingly. So. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing my unique spin on the listicle because, hey, uh, most, some people do top five, some people do top ten, some people do various numbers in between. Uh, Nostalgia Critic does, num does top eleven. I'm just going to do one more than that. There you go. So, uh, and then there's also a series that I've been planning slash working on for a little bit that i really hope to start soon called to the screen and what to the screen is i was speaking about it earlier slightly i love uh video game and comic book film adaptations mm -hmm. i love movies that are based on comic books movies that are based on video games and on the flip side of that video games that are based on comic books and video games that are based on movies and I like the obscure ones. I like the ones that people don't realize are based on comic books or video games. And I want to do a series that delves into those, discusses them, kind of video essays, a little, maybe a little Patrick Willem-like. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, basically going through and saying, hey, here's this thing. Were you aware it was based on this? Let's take a look at this. How close is it to the source material? How close are these adaptations? And, you know, that's kind of something that I've, I've been wanting to work on for a little bit, and I'm inching closer to, to getting done. <laughs> um, well, I will be sure to share your Patreon when the post for the episode goes up so people can find it. Um, where else can uh, the listeners, at least the one person I know who listens, a gag that <laughs> I, that, that uh, Epic Piecast has, that other podcasts that I have not been on or that do not know Schaefer and Nelson make the same joke about only having one listener. I'm like, is that just a thing? Are podcasters just convinced nobody listens to them and that they're screaming into the void? Hey, hey, at least you have one listener. My podcast has no listeners currently, but that's only because it's not out yet. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I mean... That's the other thing. I have a podcast coming out. <laughs> I, I have a podcast coming out with Vincent El uh, called IP Consultants, where we talk where we talk about nerd uh, properties and we give our unsolicited advice on how to improve them. I like that. That's really good. Uh, a friend of we have mine. A couple of we have a couple in the bank, and they're going to premiere soon, but we're not sure when yet. So excellent. Well, if you ever want a guest. I would happily <laughs> berate an existing IP with you. Um, uh, that's uh, you might like my friend Case's show. He does a show called Another Pass. Uh, Rachel Shank was actually recently a guest, um, where he takes another pass at existing movie scripts, seeing if they can be fixed. We did a network 
it's on the Certain Point of View Network. We did a full network episode of the Green Lantern movie, so all of the oh. major members, uh, which it did take the power of all of us to try and talk about that movie because... <laughs> Through your efforts combined. I know. it. The movie did not get better with age. That's uh, no. all I'll say at it this point. It got worse with age, yeah. if that's possible. Yeah, so I had to go back and look up that that movie came out in 2011 with those special effects like it's yeah it's yeah a little it's a little sad uh well ian thank you for coming on the show again uh you thank are you for having me um, and uh, uh insane ian.bandcamp.com is the other place you can find me by the way oh yes uh you are so easy to talk to and i really dig how open you are um you know I, I'm I'm really excited to have you as a friend in my back pocket on the internet. Uh, someday we will meet in person, but uh, I hope so. I hope so. But uh, I, I I like how you say I'm I'm so easy to talk to. That's that's quiet coded speak for God damn that man never shuts up, does he? <laughs> well, I figured if I yelled at you to shut up, Ian, I'd be feeding into that trend. Everybody gets one. Everybody gets one. <laughs> but, um, of course, before we wrap up, I would love it, Ian, if you could do uh, Crash Chord sign-off for me to wrap up this wonderful interview. Uh, Crash Chord sign-off is... Remind me again. Oh, no worries. It's music is life and life is good. Oh, yeah. yeah this is Insane Ian. You've been listening to Crash Chords. Music is life and life is good. If you enjoyed these interviews, please subscribe to this and the Crash Chords podcast on iTunes, where you can also rate us and review us. You can also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Crash Chords Web, our Tumblr, and our YouTube channel. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to post in the comment area below each post. And keep the discussion going, because remember, music is life, and life is good. Hi, this is Victor Devon, and I am the host of We Burlesque the Podcast. Every Monday, I talk to fabulous denizens of nightlife, including burlesque performers, both seasoned and new to the form, drag performers, performance artists, DJs, and artists who make up their respective scenes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. Please visit weburlesque.com to check out episode recaps and see all the formats available. And remember that music is life. Life is good.